We come today to the time that you've been waiting on. And that is that time to bring the candidate into the fruition of what God has called her to enter into. It's been said, it's been diminished, and it's even been tried to be eliminated from the ministry of Christ. Many people have now interpreted or misinterpreted that you don't need to be ordained or you don't need to go through the process of ordination because if God called you, that's all you need. But I noticed something from the Bible, not man, that God put ordination in to elevate what he wants. So today, Minister Karen Reed, will you come forward in front of the altar? Right now, you're going to stand alone. I can't put nobody else around you. I can't have nobody else hold you up. I can't even let your husband be a part of this. Because this is between you and God. Because once this is done, you will be held accountable. Nobody in the line will be there but you. When Jesus says, did you do what I done called you to do? So the charge to you, Minister Karen Reed, the Lord has called you to Christian ministry to serve him with love, humility, and sincerity. You have been examined by an ordination council, and you have received a heavenly approval by the church. Affirmation that you have been endowed by the Holy Spirit to serve in Christian ministry. Do you pledge to love, loyalty, and faithfulness to the service that God has called you to do and service his people in the office in which you are now being ordained to, an office of elder? And if so, say, I do. I do. To the church, Ms. Paul members and church family of any church, would you please stand? You are chosen, a generation of royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, the flock of God that has been called out by being the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Do you pledge to help and maintain Karen Reed's ministry and elevating it to the ministry that God has called it to be? And will you be there to help her, help serve, and help be a part of what God has called. And if so, say, we do. We do. Based in the power invested in me as the pastor of Greater Men's Fall Baptist Church, I now get ready right. to ordain you as a minister and an elder, not only of Miss Fall, 
but to God's kingdom Amen. and to God's holy work. And after our praise dance, we will officially lay the hands of the church and lay the hands of the ministers upon you, ordain you, and welcome to what God has for you. servant newly set apart and ordained into the ministry of the new covenant. Make it her chiefest joy to study thee, mediate on thee, gaze on thee, and like Mary at thy feet, lean like John on thy breast, appeal like Peter to thy love. May he count like Paul all things as God compared to the excellency of knowing Christ as prophet, priest, and king. Give her increase and progress in grace so that there may be more decisions in her character, more vigor in her purpose, the best one of his time and gift more elevation in her life, more fever in her personal devotion, more consistency in her zeal. May she be a loving and faithful husband, a patient and caring father, never provoking her children to wrath, but bringing them up in the nature of adoration in Lord Jesus. And now, O Lord of the heaven and earth, we pray that thou mayest consecrate his remaining days to thee. Let them be many or few as thy will. Let her stand before the great or minister to the poor and lowly. The choice is not hers, and may she not influence it, even if she could. Yes. He is thy servant to do thy will, and may that will be sweeter to her than any consciousness of success or man's appreciation, but may the choice Choose thy will above all things in the earth. We pray for the predecessor. We ask this all in the name of thy Son, the Son of Christ, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.
all of the guests. But most of all, I want to welcome, I don't have as many as you have grandkids. <laughs> but if I, my records are correct, you're the 33rd. Either licensed or ordained minister with my name on it. I don't hand them out not unless you're worthy of what God has called. And through much prayer and supplication, I thank the Lord for you. You are called by somebody that I thought it was fitting to say this about you. They called you Mother Teresa. <laughs> and I think that's a fitting to your ministry and your heart for your care and love for God's people. Not everything is about the glamour and the glory. Most of the time, the glory is in the foot soldiers and the battles that we go through. You are worthy of this honor. And what makes it even greater worthiness is when you announce it to the public, there's no dispute. Because people know what God has ordained. And I just want to thank you for this. Because this is another honor in my life to be able to add you in the midst of what God has called. And the greatest thing is being on the council of elders of this church to help me do what God has called us to do. And it's not about hierarchy or authority. It's about companionship and unity that we work together in the midst of the ministry. But one thing I do want you to know that God's when he elevates a person, he also elevates them to a point where they are required, no matter what, to put his word above all things. Now that's a big debate in the church. That's a big debate in the lives of people. And it's a big debate in the ministry. But according to my Bible, God expects us to do what he done called us to do. But if we do it the way God tells us to do it, then he'll care and love everything that's in our path. So in 2 Timothy, when God tells us, Paul is telling us something that we need to understand, that he is leaving, but he's elevating Timothy from the word minister to elder pastor, and eventually he went on to become a bishop. So you're no longer a minister. You're an elder that God has given more responsibility to. As a minister, you can make tremendous mistakes of learning. But as an elder, he expects you to be wise. He expects you to be prudent. He expects you to be able to handle the tests, the trials, and the tribulations that's going to come upon you. Amen. That's why he says, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, 
who is the judge of the living and the dead by appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. But here's the key. Reprove, rebuke, exalt, and with great patience instruct. For the time will come, and it's here, that they will no longer endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have itching ears and that's going to tickle their feelings and what they feel is right. I was paraphrasing. They are accommodating for themselves teachers according to their own desires. Turn away from their ears from the truth and inside turn away from the myths. Here's a key. Be sober in all things. Endure hardship. Do the work of the evangelist and fulfill your ministry. And these are the things that God has asked you to do. You may be seated. And I'm going to use your own thing that you used this morning when you said stay focused. God is saying to you now, Elder Reed, you're going to have to stay focused. And there's four things that he wants you to stay focused with. He said you're going to have to be bold. There's a difference of different boldness, but his type of boldness is what he's going to demonstrate in you. And I can say over the last five years, I've seen you become more bolder. Your faithfulness will be challenged. Preaching and teaching will also be under the options of the people and the scrutiny. But also... One last thing he don't want you to do is this. As an elder, you should be able to challenge the errors of the people and the errors of the word of God and the errors of the new doctrines and teaching that is coming forth, that is getting the itching ears of the people and thinking the people that they are going away from the word of God and your responsibility is to challenge that error. So when he says speak with the boldness, the boldness won't come from you. The boldness will come from inside of you. The Holy Spirit will be your testimony. The Holy Spirit will be the one that takes the fear that you don't want to do or say. And he will give you the boldness to stand up and do what God has called you to do. Many people may scrutinize. Many people may say what you can and can't do. But God is the one that has ordained you yes. to do the ministry yes. of what he done called you to do. He wants to expand you. He wants to grow you. He wants you to be able to walk with the confidence and the testimony of who he is. And that suffering may come. But when that midst of suffering, you will be able to stand up like Paul and Timothy and the rest in the midst of a prison setting, in the midst of persecution, in the midst of what people don't want to hear, in the midst of false doctrine and steadfastness and endurance. God will stand you up and declare, thus says the Lord. But not only do he want you to have the boldness to stand, he wants you to have the faithfulness to know, even unto death, yes. 
He's going to be faithful. And when we understand that we're going to be faithful, we'll be following, following the footsteps of his son. That the more timid God Christ did, the more faithful God became. The more Paul did, and more faithful God became. When Paul faced prison and faced death, the more faithful God became. The more God calls us, the more faithful he is willing to be with us. Because in the midst of our suffering, in the midst of our persecution, God is going to give us the strength to be faithful and steadfast in what he shall have. No longer are you a minister. You're an elder. The church will rise up against you. The people are going to rise up against you. They may not agree or understand what God wants. But God says, you just be faithful. And I will be able to rise you up over all things. There may even be ministers and preachers and pastors and bishops and apostles and parcelers and prelates and even the Pope may not agree. But if God doesn't say it, that's all you got to do. Because what God has ordained, that's what he requires us to be faithful to. And see, when we go through the loyalty and the diligence, then we will have the endurance to overcome. And I'm so proud that you done demonstrated the greatest thing that I can say is your character, is your faithfulness to what God has. Even in the midst of giving, in the midst of doing, in the midst of people talking about you, and in the midst of people trying to say they just do it for show, you were faithful yes. in what God then said. But now, he says, preach the word. Amen. Teach the word. Many of us still won't suggest live what we call an example for Christ. But God still requires you to say something. God still requires the God, the Bible, to open up. God still requires that we look at the scripture and we tell them the truth of what God done said. God says, you turn them away from the myths. You turn them away from the from, from the philosophies of today. You turn them away from the things that make them feel good that is not of God. You speak the truth and you speak the truth in love and what we call love may not be the love that God wants because if he stands you up and speak the truth they may not think it's acceptable. They may not even call it love but in the long run the truth shall prevail and they will see what God's word has already done. He said endure the hardship. I know just like a parent when your children turn against you because they don't think you know what you're talking about. Just like children say, you don't know what it is like today. Well, I got news for you. He says you endure their hardship because you done walked it. You done talked it. You done been there. And most of all, like an evangelist, you watch the signs and the wonders of what I shall do. Fulfill your ministry, my sister. Yes. Stay focused. Being a mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, 
and the way you looking and acting, you might be great great grandma. <laughs> and if you keep on walking the way you walking, you might add a third great to that. But see, it don't matter. You still gotta fulfill your ministry. Yes. They gonna pull and tug. They gonna try to take it away. They gonna try to put everything above what God then called you to do. But God is not worried about those titles that we have. God is worried about the title he then gave you. And he expects you to resist the pressure of not fulfilling the ministry. He wants you to know that you're going to face heavy responsibility. He also wants you to understand that temptation is always knocking at the door. But through it all, God is going to be fully faithful to do what needs to be done. Do the work that he done called you to do. Walk in the greatness of what Christ has for you. You're no longer Minister Karen Reed. You are now an elder Karen Reed. Ain't nothing wrong with a name change. Because you married to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You might have married Kenry, but now you're married to something that is higher than a Kenry. See, because God then ordained you that your last name may be Reed, but with that hyphen is also Christ. And the work that he done called you to do, he done called you to do it out of the love that he done placed in your heart. He's saying, trust my spirit. Trust what I got. The church is getting harder and harder every day. But you don't have to worry because what I have ordained, what I have spoke, what I want to happen, it shall come to pass. Don't you worry about what they don't want. You just speak it and watch what I do. You don't have to do it. I'll do it for you. And then they're going to say unto you, what a godly woman. Don't brag on yourself. Brag on the one that done made you godly. And it's the holy one that God done gave you. Keep doing the work you done done. But let God elevate it to a new level. Feed what needs to be fed. Dress what needs to be clothed. Give what needs to be given. Give drink to what needs to have drink. But do it in the name of Jesus. And Mother Teresa had the great quote, do you want to give me Mercedes? You want to give me money? You want to give me fame? That's what it's not all. That's not what it's about. Give me something so I can give them Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And then we can brag on God. Amen. And that's what you want. The Mother Teresa spirit. The Catholic Church saying that God has ordained you. Amen. I don't know how great the saying is, but I do know how great an elder is doing the work of God. In pride, in joy, in doing, and walking. And do this by advice to you.
his name on your life. Amen. 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 It's good to watch people grow. Elder Reed had been through a process. Like her friends were saying, she was doing the atomic dog at one time. But now she's doing the Holy Goose dance right now. See, see, we, see, she wasn't always this way. But it is through Christ that you eventually forget what you used to be and become what you are. Don't look to the past. Don't let them bring it up. Look to the future and watch what Jesus will do in your life. Amen.